Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. On the next episode of Expeditiously. Please, everybody, welcome Mr. Tyler Perry. What's up? What's, What's going up? on, bro? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And, and your meteoric rise, man, to success uh, has not come without some level of criticism. Some? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're being polite. Tyler Perry, the next episode of Expeditiously with T.I. My sacrifice comes on the end because it's part of my catalog. Okay. So that's where my value is. It's not, I'm not making the money up front. It's in the long run, right? Right. So if you go in there and you're looking for the bag, then great. You go buy your Bentley, your Rolls Royce, great. That's all. It's over with. That's wonderful. You had it, but, but then what you've done is signed it all away. Right. They own you. And they're never going to give you an opportunity to be in that position. Again. Don't miss the next episode of Expeditiously with special guest Tyler Perry. The episode drops Thursday, March 19th. Expeditiously with T.I. Now available on Spotify, the podcast one app and Apple Podcasts. Is Medea really dead? That's it, man. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. You got a hobby? This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. McLovin is joining us via Skype. He's uh, at home with his kids in his apartment. Are the kids behaving, McLovin? Uh, yeah, basically, I try and mute every time they come by. They've asked what's going on up here. Uh, my seven-year-old is really fascinated with the Dak Prescott tag. It agrees with Seton that how can uh, Dak make less than Ryan Tannehill? In case you're just joining us, the Bengals have tagged A.J. Green. The Cowboys have tagged Dak Prescott. Derrick Henry got tagged by the Titans. Ryan Tannehill is getting paid about $90 million guaranteed for handing off to uh, uh, Henry. So that's what's happening. Uh, Kirk D. Cousins got his contract extended by two years in Minnesota. But uh, that's the news right now. We got an hour left on this uh, with the franchise tag. And still no word on how many teams are truly interested in Tom Brady. I'm going to guess at least two, New England and Tampa, and maybe the Chargers are that uh, mystery team in there. Maybe there's somebody else that comes in. But I think uh, the Patriots had no problem saying to Tom Brady, you want to you want to check your value in the market, we'll wait for you. And it looks like that might benefit them. Unless Tampa comes in and says, look, what's it going to take? And, and I've already heard that they're saying to Tom, you can be involved in personnel decisions. Not that Brady wants to be involved in that, but I think what they're saying is, what do you want? I don't know if the Chargers are willing to commit to that. And uh, New England may be getting Tom Brady at a discount, if that's possible. James in Tampa joins us. Hey, James, what do you have for me today? Uh, how you doing, Dan? Hope you're feeling well today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm 5'8", uh, 166. Uh, I want to take you up on your bet about the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, going to the playoffs, even if they have Tom Brady or whoever they have. Okay. I know you said you had your bet. Yeah. If it was uh, uh, Winston, but yeah, I'm I'm a Dallas fan, but it's not going to happen. I don't care who the quarterback is in Tampa; they're not going to playoffs. Okay. All right, James. All right. Thank you. Know naysayers there, Mister Negative. I got uh, I got Tampa making the playoffs here. Got a lot of weapons there on offense. They got a sneaky, good defense there as well. And I got Tampa. Depending on who the quarterback is, I get to I get to make my official decision once I know who their quarterback is. Like yes. if they got Mahomes, then you're all in. Then I'm going to be all in there. Yeah. yeah. If they got Teddy Bridgewater, I'm all in as well. James Winston, 
Not as much. I'll update the poll results if you can, McLevin. Was it appropriate for the NFL to have free agency? 89% said yes. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Unless it goes back to this, if you can't do your job, whether the free agent can't do his job in you know meeting with teams, if you're putting somebody in danger there or the teams can't do their due diligence, then I understand that. But from the entertainment side of this, I don't I'm not bothered by what Ryan Tannehill is making. You know, this can you believe they're talking about that kind of money and look at what's happening with the country? I, I get that. But I, I'm, I'm okay. It's not disrupting my life uh, in any way. Ramona Shelburne, uh, ESPN NBA insider, senior writer, and uh, had a deep dive into what happened last Wednesday night with Oklahoma City and Utah, and kind enough to join us to talk about that. Uh, good morning, Ramona. And how will Rudy Gobert be remembered when it comes to this? You know, um, Dan, I think the term we're all looking for is useful idiot, right? <laughs> right, you know, when when you look back on 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 that moment, um, it got it feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, like, because so much has happened since that, and it was really just last week. But um, you know that we, that I remember that morning, Rudy Gobert was. You know, we we started the hearing. Um, oh yeah, Rudy Gobert's out with an illness a couple of days after he had that press conference where he was licking everyone's microphones, and everybody was like. Yeah, that, that's like one of those uh, things that goes around on social media. Like, you didn't think that was like a real thing. Um, you know, I wonder if he has the coronavirus, right? I mean, it was it was literally like that level of um, it felt like a joke, um, and it was obviously true. And I think what was so um, incredible for me in just reporting on this uh, and, and kind of piecing together the timeline of everything was, you know, how there was a small handful of people who knew Wednesday morning that uh, Rudy Gobert was being tested for COVID-19. And that group included, you know, Utah, the Utah Jazz, their trainers, um, the people, you know, some people in the league office and county health, county health officials in Oklahoma City. But the NBA Board of Governors was having a conference call that day talking about scenarios and best case, worst case scenarios, et cetera, and – they couldn't know that because we have federal privacy laws, right? So they had to be debating these things in their own in their own time. And at that time, it still felt like a lot to be canceling fans at games, right? I mean, I'm, we were still talking about the the you know, is there a way to gradually ease into this social distancing? Is there a way to to keep playing the games and you know uh, just just limit the number of people in the arena? And, and I can only imagine um, the NBA officials on the phone um, having this conversation, letting the owners have their say, everybody coming to their own level of acceptance with this, um, while in the back of their minds knowing, well, you know, if Rudy Gobert's test comes back positive, we're all shut down anyway. And that's exactly what happened a few hours later. What if he didn't test positive? Mm. I, I think that's the question. I don't think they would shut down. Yeah. I, you know, the plan was after that Board of Governors meeting, Everyone was going to sleep on it. Um, the president was going to give an address that night, so I think a lot of owners wanted to see what he was going to say first. Um, but uh, the plan was for Adam Silver to basically say, okay, no more fan picking in the morning. I think that's what would have happened um, if, if Gobert would have tested negative. And, um, man, you know, like we, uh, we've all been, you know, they, all the experts say the sooner you do this, the better. And so I think – that's why I keep coming up with that useful idiot term, right? I mean, it's just 
you know, he was he's since apologized for being so cavalier about this or joking around about it. Um, but but you know, he may have saved a lot of lives because we would probably still be playing games and exposing a lot of people. Yeah, I call him the inadvertent hero because yeah. I, I think there's he's he's going down in history he'll be mentioned when it comes to this mm-hmm. virus uh you know good or bad uh, we're talking to ramona right. shelburne uh espn nba insider senior writer what options do you think the nba is going to have if they resume basketball let's say in mid-june yeah um i i don't see a world in which we pick that regular season back up it just doesn't you know why would you try to cram in the last you know 10 games of the year or something um it it if or it doesn't it doesn't feel like important <laughs> right now to even be thinking about that um i i can see a world where we have a playoffs um whether it's a full playoffs or a limited playoffs i'm not sure uh, i think everybody would like to have some conclusion to the season whether that takes place in june july august you know, that would be that would be good but um I don't know. You know, the the one thing, you know, Adam Silver keeps saying is the more the, the, the best experts that you talk to, they've been consulting with, um, you know, just the best experts, right? I, I saw Dr. David Ho. He's the, he's one of the groundbreaking doctors on the on on HIV and, and AIDS, right? He's he's now one of the lead doctors trying to find a vaccine for coronavirus and, and treatment options, right? Um the, the NBA has been consulting with him because he's uh, they've known him since you know Magic Johnson days, right? When they when they had to deal with HIV and try to understand the science of that thing. Like the best experts in the world, the one thing that they continue to say to everyone, or and, and especially the NBA, is there's so much about this that we don't know. And so, like to say that I think we're going to be back in June. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, when this when the league shut down, I thought we'd be back in May. Yeah. Now we're thinking late June. Yeah. It was a great read, Ramona. You did a wonderful job recapping that in real time, you know, the timeline of what happened uh, last Wednesday. That'll be part of NBA history. We appreciate you joining us. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dan. That's Ramona Shelburne, ESPN NBA insider, senior writer. Here's something to keep an eye on. The Michael Jordan 10-part documentary that ESPN is going to roll out was scheduled to roll out in June. Now, it said coming in June. Now I saw where it's coming soon. If I'm ESPN and I can roll this, if it's ready to roll out. Now, I have somebody who's involved in this, and I'm trying to find out, is it all done? Because if it's all done, then I would be rolling this out now. The eyeballs you would get every single night. Uh, if you want to separate, you know, one night, it, I would love if they had something where you had a discussion before it and after it with Jordan. Now, not he won't be doing it, but if you had your NBA uh, guys get together and just talk about give their Jordan memories or the people who were involved in this, or if you could do it via social media where you set up something uh, like real time with Bill Maher does, you know, their uh, social media on YouTube. After the show, if you did something like that, able to get people together to discuss it, I think it would be, you know, a great three-hour block uh, of programming there with Michael Jordan. And it's, I think it's a ten-part series, but I I would be surprised if uh, they waited till June to roll this out because we don't even know what's going to happen in June. We, we we don't know, but I think it would be pretty amazing. It'd be it's going to be amazing TV anyway because it's Jordan. 
And if you have nothing else to watch, all eyeballs are going to be on you. I'd be rolling that thing out as soon as I could in the next two weeks. I'd definitely say coming sooner instead of it. It went from coming in June to coming soon to coming sooner. It's coming now. Yes, Paul. I was reading about some of the details and trying to get to the Michael Jordan documentary, the Bulls documentary earlier. There's other producing partners they outsource the show to, yep. and they have to get their approval. But if I worked on this documentary, imagine the amount of eyeballs you're going to have on it. Like you said, you're going to get a lot anyway, but you'll have, you know, oh, people who aren't even sports fans will be tuning in. Yes, because there, there's, a, there's a cultural phenomenon, social phenomenon, basketball phenomenon. And I think, you know, that's what Jordan was and still is to some degree to people. But you'd be reintroducing Jordan, the basketball player, to a whole new generation. And if you put it on at like seven o'clock, seven thirty at night, let let everybody be able to see it. Do it at eight o'clock at night. But you know, let and if you know kids aren't having school and they're able to watch this, like you're going to get a lot of eyeballs on it. A lot of people are going to be talking about it. I don't. I haven't seen anything leaked about. Is there anything controversial in here with Jordan? But ten part series. I just saw where the man who went to prison for killing Michael's dad is up for parole. But I, I, I don't know anything else about if he's going to be denied parole or not. I just saw where he was up for parole. Yes, McLovin. At this point, I don't want to documentary on anyone. Michael Jordan Jr. would be good. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 30 for 30s are going to be great. Obviously, they're probably filming one on Rudy Gobert right now. Do you think, like, documentarians will focus on him down the road? Yes. I think that would be a 30 for 30. Uh, we're already – doing a documentary on Rudy Gobert as we speak. It, it's going on day by day, hour by hour in our country. And look, I, he's getting a lot of blame here. But, I, you know, it's the, the, the vitriol that's there should stop. Like, he made a mistake. He didn't know he made a mistake. He'll, he'll live with this the rest of his life. Uh, in some way, that's why, uh, you know, he's sort of, you know, we didn't think that he was going to be a hero. That's why I call him the inadvertent hero. He wasn't trying to be, but he may turn out to be. Because if he doesn't test positive, we would have continued to play basketball. And we may have continued to act and react like we always do as a society. Maybe we look back and say, because he tested positive, he did something really great. And that's why it's inadvertent, unintentional. But it might be something that saves lives. Yeah, McLovin. So there's going to be a lot of thirty for thirties on here. That means lots of you on TV. They don't. You don't have. You don't have to give clearance. No. To what, sports centers. No. Whatever I did at ESPN, they own. We're going to see a lot of you yeah. in the coming weeks. Yeah. They're doing a lot of thirty for thirties. Yeah, I uh, I was surprised that they didn't interview me for the Jordan uh, documentary series from the standpoint of I did all of those uh, NBA finals with him and did all those interviews with him, and it really gave me a better indicate like I it was revealing for me to sit down with him in that you know it could have been a five minute window there where we're doing the interview but the time before he comes in or, and gets on the air to after he's done and he gets up to leave you know I got a really good window into who Jordan was the person and his competitiveness and he he loved doing that interview because he loved being challenged with fun questions interesting questions. he said this and, uh, you know, their PR department said, look, Mike loves doing it. He's not going to do every game, that he'll always do it after they win a championship. And Jordan always did that. But 
I mean, I don't know if I would offer it anything that was really illuminating other than that that night when he hit the shot to beat the Jazz, win the championship, and we thought that was the last shot he was ever going to take. And that's when I did the interview with him. And when he got up, he's got his shirt out, shirt tail out. He's soaked in champagne. He's got the basketball. His shoes are off, and he's got a Cuban cigar. And I say, man, it's a, it's a shame you're retiring. And he turns around. He's like, why is that? I said, man, I'd like a piece of you. And that's when he said, get your bleep and bleep up. How would you how would you bleep and guard me? Now, so Phil Jackson's to my right, and I'm going to interview Phil Jackson. They're going to come back from commercial break. I'm going to interview Phil Jackson. And Michael says, how would you guard me? So I put my forearm in the middle of his back, and that's when he said, I would bleep and bleep and torch you. And then he walked out the door, and then I looked over at Phil, and he goes, you see what I dealt with every day? And I went, oh, my God. They came back from commercial break, threw it back out, and I'm interviewing Phil Jackson after having that moment with uh, with Michael Jordan. But that, that would be great. You know, it would be great if they – they do that documentary. You could play it now and bring it back in June if you wanted to, if it's available. Yeah, Paul. I caught some of the Dream Team documentary on NBA TV. I've seen it about a dozen times, but they show the scrimmage between Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan where it was just a regular scrimmage, but Magic at the start of the scrimmage started talking smack because he felt threatened. This is what the players were saying, that Magic Johnson was, was feeling threatened that like it was not his league anymore and Michael Jordan was taking over. And then – he starts talking smack to Jordan, and Jordan goes, oh, oh, you want to go? And you can hear him saying it. You can't hear a lot of audio. But they cut to Scotty Pippen, and Scotty, you know how Scotty talks to us. Michael had that look in his face. He goes, I just gave him the ball and said, you guys have no idea what you're in for now. <laughs> he goes, it's on. And then Michael just lit him up for half an hour. Uh, there's so many stories because we didn't have social media back then. And then when these guys tell these stories after the fact, because they didn't want to do it, in real time where they complimented Jordan all the time because they had to compete against him. But after the fact, that's when you get some real answers from these guys. Adam in Indiana joins us. Hey, Adam. Hey, Dan. I'm glad you guys are providing a little bit of normalcy to the work week. It was nice hearing you guys come on on Monday. But I just wanted to add a little bit to the Tannehill story. I'm a diehard Dolphin fan and Tannehill, I'd say with most other Dolphins fans, we love Tannehill. He was uh, about the most durable quarterback there was up until we gave him $90 million. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good, but thank you, Adam. Yeah, You know, Tannehill had some moments there. He really did. You know, former wide receiver, he was athletic, big quarterback there. All right, we'll take a break. Reggie Miller is set to join us. What's he think will happen with the NBA regular season? Is it over with? And we'll start maybe in eight weeks playing basketball again. So we'll talk to Reggie right after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com. Get a quote and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Everyone knows that finding qualified candidates when you're hiring is a very difficult job. But I'll tell you right now, ZipRecruiter makes it a lot easier. Let's talk about Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow her education tech company. 
Then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you too can sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter is definitely the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. Again, if you want to hire smart, qualified people, you have to go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. Just got this memo from the NFL in consideration of current information related to COVID-19 and guidance from medical experts such as the CDC and in coordination with public authorities in Nevada and the city of Las Vegas, the NFL will modify its plans for the 2020 NFL draft. This according to the NFL commissioner, the club's selection of players will proceed as scheduled April 23rd through 25th. The NFL is exploring innovative options for how the process will be conducted and will provide that information as it becomes available. The selection process will be televised. Here we didn't think we'd have too much to talk about today. Got all these franchise tags, including Dak Prescott and Derrick Henry, still waiting on the Tom Brady news. Whenever that happens, we make way for the great Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer, Turner Sports NBA analyst. Man, crazy, crazy times here, Reg. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Unprecedented times. These are obviously in our lifetime, we've never seen anything like this, you know, Sports used to be the great escape of everyday life, uh, going to the movies, you know, shows in Broadway, and, you know, all taken away. So I hope this puts things in perspective of uh, the important things in life. And, you know, now, uh, to me, family time takes even more importance. Uh, because, you know, you're being asked to, you know, hunker down and stay at home. So, you know, we get caught up on, you know, I got to be at my next gig and, you know, I got to get, you know, to work and I got to do this. I got, you know, it's time to slow down and appreciate the things that have always been in front of you. And that's, you know, family time and your loved ones and friends. And I think we're kind of getting back to that a little bit, Theodore. What happens, though, let's say in eight weeks or whenever it is, when the NBA comes back, is yeah. the regular season over? I don't think it's over because I believe they will play anywhere between five to ten games for players to get rhythm. But there, to me, there's many more questions even before that. Um, like what's going to happen with the draft? Right? So yeah. that gets pushed back. Let's say we start mid-June to late June, and you have five to ten games, and then you go straight into the playoffs. We're looking at the end of July, the beginning of August for around the NBA Finals. So then you have the draft right after that. Do you have a modified version of summer league play and free agency? What about the start of next season? What are the dates on that? Does that start end of October and November like it normally does, or does that get pushed to December? Um, Bigger question, Theodore, what happens of the 16 teams, let's say we do play, and a player tests positive 
of COVID-19, let's say, you know, end of June, going into the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Do we start this process all over again? Yeah, maybe. Well, I That's think that they're, I, they're trying to separate ahead. as much as they can so, you know, that, that they don't have that come up. You know, that's where you, you know, people are like, oh, we should be back to normal in two weeks. I go, no, no, no. maybe two oh, months, no. maybe two months. And even it might be later than that when, and I told the Danettes, I have a, a friend who's in the CIA, and he said just in the tri-state area, they think that we'll be back to normal maybe in June. And that that's coming from somebody in the CIA. You know, anybody's guess right now, but where we are with sports, with the you know delaying baseball, the NBA, NHL, all the golf stuff, uh, the draft stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things that are in flux right now. I will certainly say this because let's say we do start mid June to late June, we are certainly not going to put fans at risk. I, I really do believe that. So I think if they do come back and play games, they will be in empty arenas, which to me will be difficult. I mean, I think it'll be fine for the players, um, but I'm sure the fans, it's going to hurt the fans because obviously they want to see the games, but you can't put fans uh, in arm's way, obviously. Um, you don't want anyone who is still dealing with these type of issues wherever they are to be affected by this. But there's some benefits to some teams. For instance, Portland. They could get Yusef Nurkic yeah. and Zach Collins back, two starters. Right now, they're three and a half back of Memphis. Now you get two starters back. You know, Again, you're only playing five to ten regular season games. Is that enough time to catch Memphis for that eighth spot? What about the Philadelphia 76ers? Last time we checked, Ben Simmons and Embiid were hurt. Yeah. Now they both come back, and they're pretty much healed. They were on a down slope. But now you get your two best players back and probably healthy and a long shot here, Brooklyn. Does Durant, Kevin Durant come back? Oh, boy. There, there's a possibility, yeah, right? Yes, I mean, yes, there is. There's a possibility he would come back and play for the playoffs. If you're giving him till mid-June to end of June to come back and play, that's another, what, month and a half, two months? I, I could see him possibly coming back. And they, right now, if the playoffs were to begin, they would face Toronto in the first round. What did you make of Spencer Dinwiddie, speaking of the Nets? He proposed a 2018 tournament to replace, you know, like NCAA style, to replace the rest of the season. When you come, Now, I don't like 28 teams, but if you – let's say we did 16 teams and you did uh, round robin, you know, have – for number one seed, you know, whatever, what, however you want to do it, but you, you, you could create something that was unique this, just for this year alone. For the college game? No, for the NBA. Uh, look, I, we need to take a step back and pause, <laughs> because, right? Because <laughs> there's real issues going on. I know people are having sports withdrawal, and I get it, and I understand it because I'm one of them, but these are real issues. And until we understand what we are really dealing with in the transmission and how easy it can be transmitted, I think we need to pause on what could go down, what should go down. We need to take a step back and breathe a little bit first before we start, 
you know, let's do this, let's do that. There's people, there's real everyday people that are being affected by this, and I think just, we just need to pause. Well, you think it's insensitive to to try to figure out what the NBA is going to be like in June? I'm really questioning if that's really going to happen because the, the one scenario I'll keep thinking about is what if someone, you know, slowly but surely, I mean, Christian Wood just tested positive, right? The big uh, man from Detroit. What if in a month, in May 15th, another player tests positive? So that slows it down again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And what if someone, you know, when we start back up in mid-June, late June, tests positive? Do you think we have an NBA champion this year? I really hope we do, but... I think you think no. I I think no, because I I just don't see how... Yeah, you know, worst if worst case scenario happens, if if players continue to test positive, you're 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 continuing to delay this, um, and I I hope we get, you know, obviously testing, but we get better knowledge of what we're dealing with. I, I hope we play again. I'm having withdrawals like the rest of you guys, but. Did you backtrack in your mind, Reg, of did you come in contact with Rudy Gobert? And I didn't. I had one Utah game, but it was like in, uh, I believe, in December. Okay. And I, I was yeah, curious yeah. that everybody in their minds, you know, whoever came in contact with Utah and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert probably going, wait a minute. I, but again, how about this? If he never would have got tested, I think they would have continued to play games. Yes, I do too. That, that, he, he's the inadvertent he hero. Saved, he had, look, he saved a lot of people. Officials, fans. I mean, this was a, a trickle-down effect. Thank God he got tested. I know he's getting a lot of blowback for the whole, you know, touching the mics and joking around thing, but uh, he saved a lot of people. He really did. Yeah, that's why I call him the inadvertent hero, because he didn't know what he was doing at the time, but if he doesn't test positive... I'm curious if Donovan Mitchell gets tested or Christian Wood with the Pistons, who is tested positive, and we we continue to play games, you would have continued to have tournament games being played. And I don't know, you know, how widespread this would have been, even more widespread than it is right now, because we still don't know. We we don't have accurate numbers. And, Theodore, the players would have continued to somewhat interact with fans. I know, you know, there was – you know, an initiative going out that, you know, obviously no, you know, hand touching and limiting autographs, but basketball players, professional, college, high school, because high school is just as big as college now, as much as, you know, as they follow AAU and BR hoops and all that. Basketball fans are so recognizable, you know, people come up and they want to take pictures, they want to, you know, hug. There's, that's transmission. Is this the end of the high five? Yes, it should be. This should be the end of handshaking. And also free throws. After you make or miss, then there's no doubt. Yeah, yes. And people don't understand, in, especially in the, I can only speak for basketball because I played it for 18 years professionally, the close proximity you are in timeouts. In, I mean, you're discussing 
intimate play in the ear of your teammate. Hey, I'm going to do the back, back <laughs> screen here. I'm going to, you're, you're always in close proximity of your teammates. Truthfully, I'm surprised more NBA players have not tested positive because you, in the locker rooms, in the showers, on the training table, on the buses, in the airplanes, in film sessions, you're on top of one another all the time. So I'm surprised it hasn't been more NBA players, really. Hey, I just saw this. Um, Kevin Durant, uh, business partner, uh, Rich Kleiman, he was on with Golick and Wingo this morning and talked about the chance of Durant playing in June or July, quote, not very realistic. Honestly, not very realistic from my standpoint and not even spoken about. So if if it extends into June or July, then probably uh, not something that Durant would be involved in. So I just saw but that. We also, but we also didn't think that he was going to play for Golden State in the finals as well. Yeah, but I, I don't want him coming back this year. I, I, I don't want him coming back. No. I didn't say he would come yeah. back. I'm saying they could benefit from a Kevin Durant if he decided – look, say he wanted to come back and play one game of that series. Yeah. Say it was 3-3 and he wanted to play in game seven. No, 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 I don't want him back. I don't want him back no, either, no. but he's a baller and he's a competitor. I know, I know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I was just telling you, I just wouldn't be surprised. I got something for you. Paulie has an idea that okay. we think we could still have some basketball – we do horse, so it's by remote. Like, you take a shot, and then all of a sudden, Damian Lillard tries to match that shot. And then LeBron tries to match that shot. Then Westbrook does. And then Luka does it. So so you could do it from your backyard. We could play horse by remote. What do you think? <laughs> okay, question on this. Okay. Say I take a 35-footer and make it. Yeah. And Damian Lillard is up next. Is this in live time? Are we FaceTiming so it's real time? You, What's to say he's not cut and editing it, it until he makes it? No, it's the honor system. You wait, hold on. You're not going to be the honor system. Are you kidding me? Paulie, what a stupid idea. Oh. Yes. No, this is real time. I get it. But you're, you're asking us to uh, – really? Okay, how about this? I'm going to shoot until I make it. Reg, how about I get five guys remotely in real yeah. time, so you take your shot, and then it'll be Lillard takes his shot, uh, Paul George yeah, takes it. Right. Okay, now, I, now you, I'm intrigued. Okay. But if you're asking me to, I can cut, paste, and edit, <laughs> and take my time, I'm going to win this tournament. And you would think Paulie would know that because he's not very trusting that, you know. That he, but but if we did it in real time and we did five guys each day, and then you moved on, the winner moves on to the next day, and and maybe we do some kind of grand prize or something. I don't know, but you know, just we're just thinking outside the box here. Right? We, need, we, we need sports back. We need something back. Yes, we do. All right. We do. But we I, do. It would be fun, though, if I got five guys on one day and then five guys the next day, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we get down to Alan Crabb taking shots, too, and 
<laughs> real time, though, Theodore. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, hey. Paulie, real time. Hey, we just heard from Mark Cuban. What did Cuban say, Paulie? I, I posted that this weekend, and Cuban hit like. He said it's not as cool. Okay. There you go. He's very trusting, so am That's I. That's all we need. Shark Tank money, man. That's what we get. Oh, you think? So he would back us. Shark, you, I like it. Okay. But it's got to be real time. Don't trust the <laughs> player. Do not trust us. All right. Uh, hey, good to talk to you. Not sure when we'll talk again, but uh, uh, thanks for joining us today, Reg. I appreciate everyone. Be safe. Dan, Ed, Theodore, hug your loved ones. And it's good to spend, obviously, quality family time. That's most important. But stay safe, please, for right. your family. It's Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I told that, you know, my I had relatives up yesterday, but I, I used the excuse of, hey, social distancing. And they're like, really? And I go, yeah. And so we did elbows. I said, yeah, i got to keep my distance here. Yeah, Paul. How can you not get out of this one? At this time, you think you could go on uh, lockdown at your house? I said to my wife, I said, look, you know, my, my immune system has been compromised. I don't know if we should have guests over. And then she goes, I think you'll be okay. I said, okay. All right. Bring in these. People in the house. What a great way to just avoid seeing people. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I, no, we can't. I, I, I thought, uh, I'd, no, I thought no. I'd figured it out. She's like, oh, we got to celebrate my brother's birthday. And I said, yeah, but they probably shouldn't have it here. And she goes, no, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Yes, Paul. I was going to say, speaking for all of us, we all love sitting around on the couch doing nothing all weekend, eating and avoiding people. We just don't like being told to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break here. We'll come back. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. We have to give uh, our best and worst of the weekend. And uh, we'll do so right after this. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Can you call in your shot again? A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars, LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Final results of the poll question. We'll get to uh, McLovin. Once again, the NFL draft will take place, but without fans. And this will be April 23rd through the 25th. I was looking at Vegas and what you can bet on. And uh, some of the casinos are booking Brazilian UFC. You can also bet on Mexican League soccer, Australian rules football, and Australian rugby. Those are uh, some of the things that people are betting on. 
Boy, that's when you know you're a degenerate. Hey, uh, what are you betting on? Oh, Australian rules foot Brazilian UFC, of course. McLovin, final results of the poll question. 89% think it was appropriate for the NFL to have free agency this week. All right. Uh, busy day here. Uh, it's already been a busy day with some of the franchise tags. Dak Prescott, the draft is going to take place. Kirk T. Cousins got a two-year extension. Derrick Henry got tagged by the Titans. And A.J. Green got tagged by the Bengals. Uh, let's see, a couple of phone calls. Uh, Jeff in California, and then we'll give our best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Jeff. What's going on, D.P.? Hey, bud. Uh, first time in a long time, 6-3-2-20. Can't believe first time I'm calling in 15 years is about the coronavirus and the NBA. But anyways, I have an idea about the scheduling. So what I would do, and this makes perfect sense to me, so I know they won't do it, <laughs> come back for this year, play about five to ten games, let the players get their feet under them, have the entire playoffs, get to go. So I guess we're thinking probably timeline would be around, I guess, August it would end. What is, I think it was the 2013 season where we started on Christmas because of the lockout. We had the full, we had, we had a 60-game schedule. I think that was the LeBron and KD finals. Why not just do that? Nobody complained then. So that way you actually have almost an entire season right now, and then you have almost an entire season in 2021. Yeah, I think there are going to be people coming up with a lot of different variations here. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, so you're not alone there, but we do, we don't know when they're coming back. And until then, you know, it's hard to really handicap this and say this is what I think is going to happen. I, I would be surprised the playoffs uh, or the regular season would continue. I would think you'd get to that point where you'd say, you know, unless you want to give teams a couple of games to get ready – you know, do you do a five-game schedule for everybody, and then you just pick up where the schedule left off? So there, there's questions here, obviously, but we have a lot of time to sort through this. Uh, best and worst of the weekend, Todd. Best of the weekend, Reds pitcher Trevor Barrow hosted a Sandlot Charity Wiffle Ball game Saturday in Arizona. All proceeds donated to support MLB staff members out of work due to coronavirus. Also set up a GoFundMe account trying to raise a million dollars. He joins us on the show tomorrow. And worst of the weekend, Selection Sunday coming and going. No matchup, seedings, regions, burst bubbles, or bracket sheets. McLovin. Okay, my best was I was watching Westworld on HBO, and guess who shows up? Marshawn Lynch yeah. is the character. He was great. He was really good. Uh, worse is having to do the math on how much toilet paper I have left uh, because there's none of this here in Brooklyn. I don't know if you guys have it. Uh, Todd, thinking of you, uh, we are already running out. Uh, Seton O'Connor, best and worst. My best of the weekend, I watched this movie called Swallow. Uh, and it's amazing. the subject matter is really heavy, for sure. It's it's a dark movie, but you could probably just cancel the Oscars right now because it should win Best Picture, Best Actress, Best like what? whatever. It's phenomenal. It's a fantastic movie. You should watch it. And the, the the bad part is it was supposed to be it's like a limited release in theaters. Like you can rent it online and watch it on like Netflix or something. But they were going to do a, a release this week in theaters. Who was in it? Uh, some people I never Haley something I've never even heard of her. It's all, like, unknowns. It's a phenomenal movie. It's really good. But it is really dark, so you have to be prepared for that. But it's, Is it a scary movie? Uh, it's a thriller, but it isn't scary. Okay. It's more like a, like an intense psychological Ooh. kind of thing. Um, oh, my gosh. It's so good, though. Great movie. Uh, my worst of the weekend is that I've pretty much eaten through all of my food <laughs> that I had stocked up for Armageddon. I, I, there was one point last night where I was like, we already ate through two bags of potato chips, and I was like, damn it, I'm going to risk my life and go get more <laughs> potato chips right now. I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. Oh, Cavalier. 
cavalier of you. <laughs> Paulie. I got two best. First, uh, CBS uh, Sports, CBS having all the old uh, title games on, got NCAA basketball, like Big Ten Championship, all those. Those were really fun to watch this weekend. Rewatching the other best of the weekend, rewatching the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. If that guy were playing in the social media era, how much bigger would he have been? But mm. I, I don't think you could overstate how polarizing a figure he was in college basketball. We can't name six college basketball players. He was one on the in people's you know cover of the People magazine and fascinating documentary. I've been watching uh, Debs D E V S on Hulu. That's crazy, crazy stuff. I still haven't quite figured it out. I'm not smart enough, but uh, it's pretty wild. What's it about? Uh, it's going back in time and being able to see Christ crucifixion. They have they, they created this quantum something something, and uh, it's all about time travel. And that sounds a little sci-fi-ish for you. Yeah, but I I the French kid told me about it, and I started watching it, and uh, so I've watched I think three episodes. It, it's interesting. I don't know if it's great, but it's interesting. Todd, what did you learn? You've declared the Buccaneers will make the playoffs if Tom Brady's under center there. McLovin, what did you learn today? Reggie Miller says NBA players cheat. Uh, well, you can't trust them, I think, is what he was saying. Seton <laughs> O'Connor, what did you learn? Rick Pitino is back. Yes, he is. Uh, Paulie. Iona's not scheduling Louisville anytime soon. I know. That was a quick answer. <laughs> would you schedule Louisville? No. Todd, what did I learn on today's we, award-winning we program? Learned, Todd, I wasn't finished oh, with it. Todd, what did I learn on today's award-winning program? Todd, I'm not. Todd, what did I wor- learn on today's award-winning program? McLovin because got, I'd like to. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the program. Thanks for joining us. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening.